I just don't think Bill Belichick values receivers that high. And I know that might not be fair to say because he went and he got to kill Harry in the first round. <laughs> Anymore. Yeah, he, he no longer yeah. does because he's been he's, he's <laughs> never going to value a receiver that high again after the kill. Welcome into the show. It's the Patriots Wire podcast. Ryan O'Leary here along with my good friend Jordy McElroy. Uh, Jordy, how the hell are you doing, man? We're, we've made it through draft weekend. Congratulations, congratulations to you and your crew on Patriots Wire. I know that's a heavy lift for you guys. Man, it definitely was a heavy lift this year with the Patriots. You know, having having twelve picks and 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 using all of those picks, especially on that Saturday with those nine picks. Man, it was it was it was quite the journey. Um, I feel like you ever watch Lord of the Rings and they do those long walking segments. I feel like I just I feel like I just trek trekked all the land and. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm here now. We survived. Great team effort. I appreciate those guys. But yeah, man, I'm here. I'm happy. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Well, I, I, actually, I'm in a fog. Let's be honest. I'm in a fog. Uh, we, it was a long Patriots weekend with the draft and the Bruins just completely ruined everything. So I've been in a fog ever since Sunday night. I'm just not going to lie. I'm actually I'm, I'm kind of annoyed for no reason. So if I you know, rip the Patriots draft. It's just me being in a, like a, you know, just a rage all week because of the Bruins. It's not really the Patriots fault. It's not really Bill Belichick's fault. Like, I, I don't know. I found myself being annoyed. They made 12 selections, Jordy. I'm like, why do we need 12 rookies? Like, what the hell are we doing? So, uh, yeah, it's just like, what, Bill, why'd you have to trade back so you could get a fourth, fourth round pick? Like, I'm just irrationally being angry. And I think it's really, it's really the Bruins. Uh, Cause I'm a big Bruins hey, fan. So, Anyway, hey, that was you have every right to to be angry. That was that was a pretty bad loss, man. It's I, I'm sorry, my heart goes out to you. We know what happens in Game Seven. Bruins fans know um, <laughs> with this with this group, but you know Bruins fans are used to that. They're we're used to that. Uh, that is this is what happens. We continually get our, our our hearts broken in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs. At least we got one cup. But oh god, don't yeah, don't get me going. So. Another reason why I've been a little annoyed this week, Jordy, or I, I just don't know how to feel about this draft. Uh, it, it was a weird draft for a few reasons. Uh, but before I kind of give, I have a few like takes on it, but let me just get yours. Like, what's your 30,000 foot view on what the Patriots, uh, you know, got out of this draft? And, and how do you feel about it? Man, I feel like Bill Belichick just went in there and he's like, you know what? I'm going to throw as many darts at this board as I can and see what sticks. <laughs> So hopefully, there it is. <laughs> that's it, man. That's the genius plan at work right there. But surely something's going to stick, right? I mean, when you have 12, 12 picks, I mean, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of rookies. But all in all, I feel like, you know, it's the sentiment that I'm getting from Patriots fans is, you know, Patriots fans, they're a little upset. They wanted the Patriots to to go to go more on the offensive side of the things after seeing the offense stink to the highest of heavens last season. And, you know, you go out and you get Billy O'Brien and then you bring in Adrian Clem to coach the offensive line. And, and it looks and then you go out, and you go get Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Gusecki, James Robinson, all these guys. And you're thinking like, oh, my gosh, Bill Belichick is finally paying attention to the offensive side of the ball. And then you get to the draft and then the first three picks is defense. <laughs> but all but all in all, you know, I think I think Bill Belichick did exactly what we wanted him to do but not in the way that we wanted him to do it. And I'm going to I'm going to break down some Belichickian language for you guys. Oh, today. give it to us. Are you ready? You ready for a ride with Jordy on this? So here we go. You know, the Patriots they needed a cornerback. They they re- that was a real need. They needed a larger cornerback that could kind of defend 
some of some of the better receivers in the league. We all watched Jonathan Jones as great as he was and as feisty as he was get torched when he went up against guys like Justin Jefferson. So you know you go out and you get a Christian Gonzalez who falls to you um, at number seventeen and you feel a need and a guy that was on top of on top of my draft board is the top corner in this entire draft. And so they they filled that need. And then you go to offensive line. You know, the Patriots, they get a ton of get a ton of inside offensive linemen, but talks from Albert Breer, according to sources, Patriots are considering kicking City Sal out to offensive tackle. So that might be your offensive tackle right there. And for those wanting a wide receiver, yeah, I know we didn't get Zay Flowers. They didn't draft the freak, like I said to so disappointing. You know, the last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just draft the freak, right? Yes, I love that. It was a great take. Yeah, so they didn't do that the last time. What I said when I was on here, but you know what? They go out and they get a they go out and they get a Kayshawn Booty who has unbelievable upside. Don't look don't look at his combine numbers. We're just going to just slide those under the table and pretend like those, do, <laughs> exactly. those don't even exist. Right? Yeah. Bad day at the we'll office. We'll just watch the tape. <laughs> we'll just watch the tape. We'll just watch the tape and. And if you watch the tape, you see a kid that pops. Um, I think he could be a really good player for them. And then you look at Demario Douglas, who also looks like who also looks like he could be a burner for the Patriots. So you get your two flyers and your receivers. You get your offensive tackle in City Sal, who's really an offensive guard, but you know who's who's talking positions here. And then you get your cornerback, your top cornerback in Christian Gonzalez. So really, Bill Belichick he he kind of he kind of covered everything but not in a way that we wanted him to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. I, and I'm glad, you know, I, I read on Patriots Wire, actually, that uh, Sidney Sow was going, like, could get kicked to tackle. And that, that kind of saved me a little bit because by the time we picked our third guard, I started to lose my mind a little bit. Like we've gone, <laughs> we've got, we start with three defensive players, Jordy, and now we, we, we get a kicker. We trade up for a kicker in the fourth round, three guards, and we still haven't added one playmaker. And I was like, oh my God, that's like, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose my mind, but it's just part of the the Patriots draft experience, the Belichick experience. We're all used to it. It's been two decades of this now. Uh, so we're used to this, right? And, and it, in a lot of ways, this was a weird draft. They always are weird. Patriots keep it weird come draft weekend. I think there's some stuff that was weird about the Christian Gonzalez one, right? And I understand like you gave it an A plus. Everyone's given this an A, A plus, right? Feels like one of the steals of the draft. You ranked him as their top at the top corner in the draft, Jordy. I think a lot of people did. You're not the only one. Patriots trade back and still get the player, uh, but I still feel like it's it's kind of a weird, awkward pick for the Patriots. It feels weird to me, just because when you look back on it, Belichick he's now made 21 first round picks uh, with the Patriots. Only two of them were defensive backs. 20, uh, 2007, Brandon Merriweather. 2010, Devin McCourty. Brandon Merriweather was a safety. Devin McCourty was a corner, but he converted the safety, right? That's what he played for the most part of his career. So that means Christian Gonzalez will be the first true corner that Belichick has has drafted, right? He's made a living finding guys outside the first round, undrafted free agents. Maybe he has made some splashy free agent signings. Stephon Gilmore, you know, being number one, Darrell Revis, obviously. Uh, but first round picks, not until this draft. And, and to me, that was a little bit weird and kind of like, hmm, that's different. Because you added two solid corners last year in Jack Jones and Marcus Jones too, right? So I thought in some ways that Christian Gonzalez pick was like, man, I like it. You got to, everybody's grading it an A. I feel good about it. But like we could have gone with Zay Flowers. You you could have gone 
with the number one receiver on your board right there, Jordy, right? And you could have done what you always do at corner and has been successful doing. Uh, so to me, it's like, I like it, but it kind of feels a little weird. You know, I'm not all in on it yet. Also, because I'm not sure if the Patriots are even all in on Gonzalez because they traded back and were okay with him potentially getting picked by somebody else, right? They trade with the Steelers of all teams, the Steelers and, and, and all that. So if that makes sense, I know I rambled there a little bit, but it's like, that's why I'm kind of like, I go to bed Thursday night. I'm like, oh, we got Christian Gonzalez. This is great. I wake up on Friday. And I'm like, oh man, now I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm kind of all over the place just with the first pick. Never mind the next 11. That's a good point, Ryan. But you got to you kind of start taking into consideration maybe for the fact that I just don't think Bill Belichick values receivers that high. And I know that might not be fair to say because he went and he got to kill Harry in the first round. <laughs> Anymore. Yeah, he, he no longer yeah. does because he's been he's, he's <laughs> never going to value a receiver that high again after to kill. Exactly. To kill Harry, he might he might have ruined all of this for everyone. So I, I, I don't know. Like it's that was probably my biggest fear coming into the draft. Even though as much as we like Zay Flowers, as much as we like Jackson Smith and Jig, but hell, I even liked TCU's receiver, Quentin Johnston, who was also on the board still when the Patriots took Christian Gonzalez. You know, it's I just I don't think Bill Belichick values the receiver position that high. I I think it's a position where he's willing to take some flyers on like he did. You know, Kayshawn Booty and Demar- and Demario Douglas like towards the end there. Um, but in terms of like actually going out and and getting one of those guys in the first round, I just don't think he valued that position that high. And Christian Gonzalez was sitting right there, very good player. You know, big player kind of fits a need there. And Bill Belichick saw him. And and to Bill Belichick's credit, the Patriots have done a tremendous job of 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 drafting of drafting quarterbacks and not only drafting them but developing them, which is yes. Something you can't say about the receiver position. So, you know, you go out and you get a Christian Gonzalez who could be who could be a shutdown type of player for them in that backfield. And you and you pair him with Jack Jones and obviously Jonathan Jones back there. You have a you you have an interesting secondary for the Patriots, who I expect to be very good on the defensive side of the ball this season. Yeah, it is exciting to think about what Belichick can do with a like a blue chip prospect at that position he doesn't have to coach up Gonzalez as much as he had to coach up Malcolm Butler for example um, or some of these other Jonathan Jones right another one uh, so that is going to be fascinating how that plays out another reason why it was like man my head was spinning when they made this pick is because Belichick very rarely makes the selection that gets the A's across the board right Jordy like usually he, he like he doesn't pick the player that's Mel Kuyper says that you got to pick this guy. He's the number one player available. Like they don't usually do that. They usually pick the guy who people Cole are strange. saying, yeah, he's a Cole strange. They usually pick the guy that where they're like, Oh, prototypical Patriot for all these reasons. But he would have went around later. You know what I mean? Like he would have been available on day two. Like that is always the commentary we get with the Patriots, uh, but not the case. Patriots trade back. They get Christian Gonzalez. Everyone's giving them an A. Everyone's calling Belichick a genius. He picks up this extra fourth round pick. So I don't know. For me, I I, I don't hate the pick at all. I was rooting for Zay Flowers. I was with you, Jordy. That, that's who you, you know, your final mock draft. You had Zay Flowers to the Patriots. We were both kind of trying to speak that into existence. Draft the freak. Just take him. Uh, he was right there for you. Even after you traded back, uh, they decided not to do it. Maybe this means less snaps for Miles Bryant. Maybe Miles Bryant can go back to playing like 10%, 20% of the defensive snaps. That would be a little bit more comfortable with that, I think. I'll take solace in that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I would have loved to see them take Zay Flowers. I mean, he's he's a guy that I really liked on tape, and it's just I I really I really want to see the Patriots address the offensive side of the ball. And and I knew once you got past Zay Flowers and you know Smith and Jigba and then Johnson, you st- you're kind of in no man's land at that point, right? I mean, you're you're Bill Belichick, you you're you're kind of you're kind of picking pick, picking what's left, and I don't like Belichick picking what's left. When it comes to, to to his eye on receivers, I just don't think Bill Belichick has a great eye for receivers. As great as he is, I think he's the greatest coach of all time. He's made some he's made some amazing finds in the NFL. But I mean, when it comes to receivers, he just sort of has a blind spot there. So for me, I would have felt more comfortable seeing him going out and getting the freak Zay Flowers, who was right there to be had. But Belichick said no, said no to Zay, said no to Jackson, said no to Quentin, and here we are, Christian Gonzalez, um, all defense again, my friend. Yep, yeah, we're used to it, just like we're used to the Bruins screwing up in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're used to <laughs> Belichick drafting defensive players when all else fails, uh, but that's fair commentary with the w- w- receiver. I mean, I mean, he could draft you know the quarterback out of Kent State late in the draft, Julian Edelman, and do that thing, but when it comes to drafting a player in the first round at, re- at receiver, he just doesn't have that he just doesn't have it and it's like again how often do the patriots have the chance to draft the number one receiver on their board they can take the first receiver whoever they want what an advantage that usually is with the way receivers have been flying off the draft board and and contributing right away across the league patriots have that opportunity they they pass on it still get a hell of a player in in christian gonzalez so we'll see how that works out so then they go keon white in the second round um I don't know much about this player. Didn't watch a lot of Georgia Tech football, Jordy. All I know is that his reaction was like my favorite part of the whole draft. It was just hilarious <laughs> when they when they cut to him in the living room live and he just wasn't reacting <laughs> and his family was kind of all around him golf clapping, like kind of not knowing what to do. Found that hilarious. So immediately made me like Keon White. I'm like, ooh, I, I for some reason, I love this guy and I'm a little scared. <laughs> it's definitely definitely the Patriots 007 pick of the draft. They, that guy, I mean, that guy looked like a stone cold killer. No nonsense. <laughs> was the anti Gronk, right? He wasn't Gronkowski. You know, he wasn't chugging beers and, and spiking helmets. That's for sure. He's not going to be spiking helmets. He's going to be spiking human beings. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I, I love this guy. Uh, and, you know, maybe he was one of the 17 prospects who was in Kansas City, sitting backstage, green room, hoping to get picked in the first round, right, Jordy? So maybe he just was kind of over the whole process, maybe a little tired. He's probably traveling a little bit there. Maybe there's something to that. But uh, maybe he was a little pissed on day two, right, not having it. I don't know. Maybe he was annoyed all his family was bugging him. Maybe he was just happy it was over with. I don't know. Uh, but Keon White, that reaction was excellent. Seems like a prototypical Pats prospect at the edge off you know outside linebacker Belichick loves to rotate those guys we know situationally so that one makes sense but still we're going defense and then it was really in the third round when they picked this kid um Marty Mapu is that, I hope I pronounced that right my 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 fault I have not Part I have not pay. yeah I, I have not watched a lot of Sacramento State football I just gotta gotta be honest Jordy didn't even know Sacramento <laughs> State played football they're an FCS school as, you know, as a University of New Hampshire grad, we play in the FCS here with in UNH. So, too bad we didn't play Sacramento State, so I didn't know they had football. But third round, they go uh, Mapu here, and it's like, okay, this is where I was fine with the first two picks. This is where I started to, you know, go off the rails a little bit. Again, Bruins game seven was coming up at this point, so I was a you know a little on edge anyway. 
but you know, small school safety linebacker hybrid played a Sacramento state. Like it just sounds a little too familiar to me. It sounds like Kyle Duggar sounds exactly like Kyle Duggar who played division two football and is that like safety linebacker hybrid type and like feels a little redundant. I don't know, Jordy, this is where I started to lose it a little bit with this draft and it started to, for me, go off the rails a little bit and, and, and what in my little like perfect Patriots fan world I wanted to see, I wanted to see them go wide receiver here. We saw teams moving up for receivers. The giants moved up for Jalen Hyatt, a couple picks before the Patriots picked mm-hmm. this kid uh, Cedric Tillman, that other kid from Tennessee, also went. There was receivers coming off the board. There were still guys that you know could probably help you. And the Patriots go defense again. They go with the kid from Sac State. I was like, oh, God. And it feels like just Kyle Duggar 2.0. So this one was a little confusing to me. I, I don't know much about the guy. I mean, hopefully you can tell me about him, Jordy. Is he, is he exactly like Duggar? Is he going to factor in? Is he Duggar insurance? Like, Tell me about this kid. Yeah, and I mean he's he he's he is sort of like a Duggar type of player. He's can play safety. Um, he can also play linebacker. Very versatile guy. Uh, if he gets put in the linebacker position, he ha- he has that burst and that sideline to sideline speed that the Patriots have really been looking for th- that they really need. You know, you, you're in a division with a lot of mobile quarterbacks. You got obviously Josh Allen and Tua Tagovailoa in there, and then you know Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he doesn't have the wheels that he used to have, but Aaron can still move around some in the pocket as well and make plays on the move. So you have a sideline, a sideline player that can kind of chase some of those players down. Um, yeah, Mar- Marta Mapu, he, he he is a very good player, and he jumps out he jumps out immediately on tape. I think he's inc- think he flew incredibly under the radar. But to your point, you wonder if the Patriots didn't pick him here, would he still be there later on? And maybe they could have gotten like a Josh Downs or you know, Michael Wilson from Stanford, you know, you know, one, one of these players, one of these receivers that could have helped him out on the, on the field as well. But I, if you're just asking me if Martin Mappus, if he's going to be a great player, yes, I think he's going to be a really good player for the Patriots, you know, and then obviously it gives him a little bit more leverage with, with Kyle Duggar's contract coming up. Um, you know, the, this Cal, this is me. The end of Cal Duggar in New England. I don't know. Could Martin Mappu could, could he, could he maybe step back and play, play more of the Duggar role? He could. So, you know, just just some interesting things to think about, but yeah, I, I feel like the Patriots could have they they could have waited on this one maybe, and you know maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they know something that I don't. Maybe some some other team does watch Sacramento State football. They were chomping <laughs> at the bit to get it Mapper, but yeah, man, I completely understand your frustrations with that one. Yeah, and again, I, this kid might be great. I don't know. Just felt redundant with Kyle Duggar, and I, as a spoiled Patriots fan who wants to pretend that the team hasn't won like six Super Bowls in the last couple of decades. You know what I mean? Like I just completely forgot all about that. And now I'm just like mad we're not drafting receivers. So that's basically where I was at at this point in the draft. I'm, I'm playing that role of the spoiled fan uh, on this podcast, Jordy, and you're going to be the voice of reason as always. I got uh, you. I got yeah. You. But, you know, I, I think the way you put it is perfect. That makes perfect sense. Like leverage with Kyle Duggar, his contract's coming up. Hey, look, Kyle, we got this. We get we got you. We got we small school linebacker safety hybrid. We got you. So, uh, you know, you better take the contract we want or we're going to let you go. So that's that's totally it. So. All right. So then we move on in day two, Jordy. Uh, and I was texting you on Thursday night when uh, Belichick traded back from 14 to 17 with the Steelers. They pick up an extra fourth rounder. And I just said, oh, no, like I, I, I knew it. I was like, what are they going to what is Bill going to do with four? fourth round picks he already had three of them it's like bill now has four fourth round picks 
like look out what is going to happen and oh god it was it was worse than i thought jordy as a fan again a fan <laughs> guard trade up for a kicker guard guard in the fourth round so i'm just like what the hell is going on here now uh you mentioned earlier sydney sow uh might kick out to offensive tackle which is a yeah. huge need and they didn't really draft a true tackle in this draft so uh whatever but we're drafting guards from troy guard from eastern eastern michigan we're moving up to get a kicker in the fourth round. Uh, so I have this is where panic has set in for me as the Patriots fan during the draft, right? And, and also you're getting into it on Saturday. You're starting or on Friday, I'm sorry. And it's getting late. And it's like, okay, like you're starting to lose it a little bit, I think, when we get to the fourth <laughs> round. I mean, you got to be a diehard. Jake Andrews, the guard from Troy, probably a really good player, right? Uh, sounds like he's mean, kind of one of those ferocious types guys yeah. we're used to with David Andrews and uh you know Joe Tooney back in the day like he sounds like that kind of player so cool you know I'm sure it'll work out but in the moment it's like guard kicker guard guard oh man so the fourth round this the fourth round definitely had had me pissed a little bit I mean it's, it's definitely a Belichick type of a draft at that point you know you go in with all these high expectations and you're like they're, they're going to get this guy they're they're hoarding all these picks and they're fine they're finally going to do what we want them to do and then he does exactly what you don't think he'll he'll do which is like you just mentioned trading up and, and, and going after Chad Riley and their kicker and then going all offensive line um but to be fair if, if we're being fair here just think about it like this I mean what receivers really were on the board at that point where you're just like, man, okay, th- this is the guy. Like, this this is the, this is a must draft. This is the guy. Yeah, I thought and, third round was probably a better opportunity uh, than once you got into the, the meat of the fourth round. So I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just – and to be fair, this, this draft was just – honestly, it really wasn't that heavy on receivers. I feel like – I honestly feel like outside of the top three, I mean, maybe there – everything else I feel like is kind of a crapshoot. We'll see. I mean, we'll kind of see what these guys become. Yep, yep. But I think Zay Flowers is going to be very good. I think um, Jackson Smith um, and Jigba is going to be very good. I think Quentin Johnson is going to be very good. But other than that, I'm not sure. I mean, I would have liked to see the Patriots maybe take a take a flyer on some of these earlier guys. But to be fair, I'm not sure. So then you get into the fourth round, and the Patriots obviously <laughs> they obviously needed a kicker. I mean, they must have really liked Chad Ryland or – Probably they probably saw Jake Moody going to third round and they're thinking, okay, we have to make a move on this kid or someone else is going to swoop in and get him. But you know what? I mean, people can hate that pick, but when you but when you stink so bad offensively last season and you finished did last in the NFL and touchdown scoring percentage, you're probably going to need a good kicker, right? Because we at least need those three points on the board. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. It's so true. I yeah. mean, so I'm like, okay. This kid must be amazing. They traded up in the fourth round to get him 112 overall. Uh, and, and yeah, maybe it is the, the 49ers fault for picking the Moody kid. And in the third round, uh, they made him a top 100 pick. So maybe it's the 49ers <laughs> fault that the Patriots are like, oh, we got to go get our kicker. Uh, so I'm like, this kid, is he Adam Vinatieri? Like, he must be. So I start like looking this kid up like Chad Ryland. OK, let's look him up. And basically what I what I found, Jordy, in my quick research was that super accurate but not the biggest leg in the world and i'm just like we don't we have that with nick folk you know what i mean so <laughs> i don't know it's like getting a kicker is fine i just like trading up in the fourth round bill he stockpiles these fourth round picks and then that's like his his fun round you know that's when yeah. he's really throwing darts in that round jordy right he's like nope i don't care what the 
value charts say you can give i saw plenty of people giving uh the patriots an f for the chad ryland pick <laughs> like you look at the draft grades as the draft's going on on some of these different apps getting f's uh but you know the the, the 49ers were getting f's and d's as well for picking their kicker so this is just what happens it's like that i swear i swear bill does this on purpose sometimes. he does like I, I, yeah. I swear he just looks at i swear he just looks at like all these articles and everything and he's like they think I'm going this way. Hell no, I'm going this way. And he no. thinks it's freaking hilarious too, by the way. <laughs> I, I I guarantee you he does. This is like the fantasy football guy that picks, you know, you know, uh the kicker Justin Tucker way too early in the fantasy draft, and you just laugh at him. Yes. It's like, what are you doing, bro? Uh so yeah, so that's that's totally what this felt like. But uh man, fourth round. Bill Bill when Bill has that many fourth round picks, you can just know all hell's breaking loose and and you don't know what's coming, and and this certainly qualifies. So just a weird draft in a lot of ways. Also uh, with uh, Kayshawn Booty. Now you mentioned him earlier. Don't look at the combine because his second 40 attempt was four, six, seven, which was the same exact time that Stetson Bennett had the quarterback from Georgia. So uh, yeah, his combine testing was just abysmal. Like it just, he just had a really bad day at the office there, but uh, you, you have put some videos up on Patriots wire Jordy over the last week that, that shows what he can do on the football field. He's going to be a motivated kid. I like it. I think it's a it's a high reward type of pick for the Patriots. So I like that. But one thing that's this is another thing that's a little bit weird with this Patriots draft is Bill doesn't like the fifth round. He usually doesn't pick in the fifth round. He didn't have a fifth rounder coming into this draft, right? They like to live in the fourth and sixth round. I don't know why. Bill thinks the fifth round is like crap or something. He stays away from it. But he traded into the fifth round to get booty. I found that interesting. Yeah, so uh, he he got he got um, booty in the sixth round. He traded to get Moffy, the offensive guard in the in the fifth round. Oh my my apologies, I I miss, I mixed that up. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and Moffy Moffy's another feisty interior lineman there. And at this point, I feel like they're just kind of filling out depth um, at that offensive guard position uh, with Moffy stepping in there. But I like booty a lot. I, I <laughs> that's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be like a funny line there. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Better on the audio than on the like text Ooh, version on Patreon. Drinking water right yeah. now, guys. <laughs> drinking water. But, I like but, booty. But any- <laughs> I love booty. But anyway, uh, yeah, Kayshawn is amazing, man. It, he's he's one of these guys that you can't just you can't just look at the at the draft combine at the at the draft combine. Uh, sorry, at the combine because it was obviously horrible. Uh, the Stetson Bennett comparison. I didn't even know that. So that was that was real jarring. <laughs> real nice to, a, to to bring to my attention. Just there, shows Ryan. you how bad his combine was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was really bad. And to be fair, you know, Booty was coming off of he's coming off of a bad injury, a bad ankle injury there in the 2021 season. And you know, 2022 he really struggled. And it's it's like he still it's like he was still trying to get his legs underneath him. Um, but that freshman season, man, you know, he comes out 735 receiving yards, five touchdowns. And even the 2021 season before he got hurt at LSU, 509 yards, nine touchdowns and only six games played, which is pretty impressive. One of those touchdowns came with him torching Washington Commanders first round draft pick, Emmanuel Forbes. So, you know, the guy can ball when he's on the field. If you look at the tape and you kind of see him playing live, he he's very he's a very intriguing prospect. So there's a reason why there's a lot of buzz around him. I mean, this could be a player that I mean, this could be be a player that's a Nikhil Harry sort of bust, except you didn't draft him in the first round. Or he could be a guy 
that could end up being a top 15 player in the NFL. And I really mean that. Like he he has some he has some things about him, some attributes about him that's really intriguing, you know, very explosive guy with the ball in his hands. The Patriots, we've been talking about Yak all offseason. That's why they go out, they get a player like a Juju Smith Schuster. So now you you add booty to the mix, and you know, that's a guy that can flash for you. And also like Demario Douglas, you know, he's not getting a lot of talk either, but you kind of see him do some Tyree Kill like things. Shorter receiver, got a lot of bursts, got a lot of speed, really good with the ball in his hands. So you kind of see where the Patriots are going here. You know, a team that like to run a lot of wide receiver screens. I think this is all about, you know, short passes, putting the ball in a playmaker's hands and and, and letting letting them make plays for Mac Jones. You know, so we'll see what happens. And something is not getting talked about, and I'm just going to throw this out there right now. Um, I think this also shows a lot of faith that the Patriots might be putting in Tyquan Thornton too. They're not ready to turn. They're not ready to turn the page on him. So you know they went up and they got him in the second round last last draft. So you, you're kind of seeing what this guy can do as well. Tyquan Thornton, you know, he showed the ability to separate in a lot of games last season, and the Patriots just weren't able to get get him the ball. A lot of the reasons with that was just some of the bad play calling. And then obviously Matt Jones not having a chance to, to throw in the pocket because he was too busy doing snow angels in the dirt, getting, getting <laughs> piled on by, yes. by opposing defenses. So, I mean, Tyquan Thornton's a guy to maybe keep an eye on and we'll see if he pops, see if he, see if he has a breakout season this year. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. And it's also a good point to remember that Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne. Those are your main receivers. Uh, and you still have Tyquan Thornton. Now you can mix in Kayshawn Booty. The Demario Douglas kid, to your point, seems like he's dangerous too with the ball in his hand. If he gets if he gets in the open field, he's he's tough to catch. So uh yeah, they probably have the weapons. But you know, as again, as the spoiled Patriots fan, uh, I would rather I would rather them go get the freak. You know, I just I just can't help myself. That's what I was rooting for. Uh we we will miss you, Zay Flowers. Hope you have fun out in Seattle. <laughs> You know, we never get the freak. I mean, we we never never get the freak. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I just maybe Keon White will be the freak. You know, (laughs) there's a possibility there. (laughs) He might be the freak for us. Yeah. He might be the freak for us. So, uh, so yeah. Okay. So that's kind of, that's kind of the roundup of the draft. Again, 12 players. Oh, God. I mean, you must be exhausted breaking all these picks down on Patriots Wire because you guys do so much work getting stuff up on line as it happens you guys do a great great job Jordy and it's just like this was a heavy lift for the Patriots holy crap they go in with 11 picks they leave with 12 players uh they get a punter they get uh the bill goes and gets two more corners in the seventh round which is very Belichick right I mean that's just what he does and but clearly you know he's trying to get size at corner right last year he got the smaller guys Jack Jones Marcus Jones this year bigger guys like Christian Gonzalez, this Amir Speed kid from Michigan State, uh, 6'3", 210 pounds, right? So definitely a concerted effort to get uh, bigger at the corner position. But, you know, you draft those guys. That's usually what Belichick does, drafting those late corners, those undrafted free agent types that are on the the fringe there. Drafting a guy in the first round, not usually what he does. So it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out. Do you have any other thoughts on how the back half of this draft kind of played out, Jordy. Any, anything stick out from those two corners, maybe? I don't want you to talk about the punter, even though it, it does sound like he might be, he might have been the top punting prospect in the draft, right? This uh, Behringer kid from Michigan State uh, who they got in the sixth round. But anything stick out from their last you know four or five picks there to round out uh, day three? 
So I mean, uh, Bowden's very interesting because he he could be he could actually factor into the kick return game for the Patriots. Very explosive kid coming out of Jackson State. Um, I saw Deion Sanders tweeted out to him. Deion Sanders really likes the player too. You know, he coached him. So he'll be really interesting to see because I feel like he's somebody who might be able to get in there and help the Patriots right away on special teams. And Bill Belichick, he's he's done a great job of, like I said, developing corners. And, and you know, you, you get some young guys in there like Amir Speed and Isaiah Bowden, and, and, and may, maybe those guys are the future. And obviously we're going to have a lot of need for speed puns with Amir Speed. So, I got a need so for speed. Be- we got booty. We got everything. Right, right. So, I mean, so so that, that'll be fun. Um, something I do want to talk about that I thought was very interesting was actually the undrafted free agents was um, Malik Cunningham coming from Louisville, the quarterback there, getting picked up by the Patriots. I thought that was a very interesting decision. So now they have four quarterbacks on the roster right now with Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, Trace McSorley, and then obviously Malik Cunningham now. And you know, there were there were some talks coming out of, um, you know, and it was actually reported from NFL.com. And they were talking about how Cunningham was open to to changing positions. And and this is actually coming from a, an, an NFC executive, an unnamed NFC executive and possibly switch it over to a wide receiver. So you wonder you wonder oh, what I've the heard Patriots that before have in mind for him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do they have in mind for him? Or is, is he actually coming in as a quarterback, which would have been, you know, interesting to have four where Belichick would normally keep maybe three. We know Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi are the top two guys. Or is Malik Cunningham, are we looking at possibly, you know, the next Julian Edelman type of guy that can do a lot of other things coming in as a quarterback? Maybe maybe we see him on some special teams. Maybe we see him as a receiver, you know, talented guy, versatile, can do a lot of things. So. That's that's one to keep an eye on coming training camp. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this player up. Could he be the next Lamar Jackson? You know, like, yes. <laughs> who knows? Because no, this kid put up he put up huge numbers. Like, didn't he put up bigger numbers than Lamar uh, yeah. at Louisville? Yeah, a, a thousand rushing yards yeah. in a season. So, yeah, yeah, that guy's yeah, he's so, a playmaker. So put him on the put him on the board. It was just it just what a what a class this is. And when you add in the undrafted free agents, a lot of rookies. That will be in trading camp for the Patriots. It's good. They, getting younger is a good thing for the Pats, I think. Uh, so there's just a lot of me. I, I will say this. I'll just throw one more thing out yeah. there. I will say this. This is definitely the most intriguing draft I feel like the Patriots have had in some time. Like, Agreed. Yeah. There, there, there are a lot of players that I'm just, I'm just really intrigued to see what they look like come training camp. So I mean, it'll be, it'll be a fun one for sure. Yeah, it, this is going to be a good season to maybe go go visit uh, training camp live. I might have to go check out a couple practices as a, as a fan to get a look at yeah. some of these kids because there's so many guys to look at. Um, I think it's a great it's a great point by you. Uh, so let's leave it here, Jordy. Oh, first of all, you want to? I know people love. I mean, the the grades. I mean, people love that crap, man. They, they, we love getting the grades, and you know, you know, you'll you'll see the grade. It's like patriotsfanatics.com you know like I, I don't know i'm making that up but it's like give it the pats an a it's like oh, oh really patriotsfanatics.com is giving the team an a so it's like not surprising sometimes but what is jordy mcelroy's like draft grade overall draft grade for the patriots i think mel kuyper gave him like a b plus or something so mel kuyper likes the draft uh not that he not that he is like the god of of drafting or anything but what do you think what's your final grade for him 
I like the fact that you brought up Patriots fanatics. <laughs> Is that a real thing? So <laughs> nice touch. You know, I appreciate those guys for giving them a, an A. You know, real unbiased opinion there. Very unbiased. But, uh, <laughs> Patriots pulpit. That's a real. That's a real uh, blog. A. That, a, a real I'm one. sure it was A plus for them. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? Hey, well, Patriots Wire, I guess we we have to give them an A plus. But you know, I'm not speaking for Patriots Wire. I'm speaking from Jordy McElroy. This is this yes. is my pick. Give it to yeah, us. Yeah. So I would I would grade them. I actually agree with Mel Kiper. I'd give them a B plus. Um, I I really like this draft a lot. I I would have loved to see them go after Zay Flowers. As you know, I really wanted that one bad there. But I understood the Christian Gonzalez pick. I feel like the Patriots. I feel like the draft just kind of unfolded you know, for the Patriots. I feel like he sort of fell into their lap. You know, you trade back and then you see Gonzalez sitting there on the board and you're like, man, we're going to, we just added a pick and then we have, if they if they charted it the way that I had, we have the top cornerback in the entire draft just sitting right here for our taking. I mean, how how sweet is that? So obviously, yeah, we're taking that guy. Then you get to the second round and Keon White sitting there, a guy who was a first round pick for a lot of people. He's yep. just sitting right there. So okay. they're like, okay, yeah, let's take that guy as well. And then, you know, you boost up your offensive line. You go out and you get a city Sal who could, who has played offensive tackle before. I, did, I didn't mention that. Um, they're not just kicking this guy out to offensive tackle just, just for giggles. You know, he's, he's played offensive tackle before. Uh, he's had 11 starts in college, and he's a big kid. So he can, he can make that transition. And then, and then you you get your flyers on your receivers. You know, you, you go out and you get two explosive guys in Kayshawn Booty and obviously Demario Douglas. And then, you know, as much as we hate it, you trade up and you get your kicker. You got a new kicker and you get your punter. So really, he dotted all of his all of his eyes across all of his T's in this draft. You know, the Patriots they they did it all. Just just maybe not the way we wanted them to do it. So it's definitely a B plus for me and. I'm real interested in hearing your grade, Ryan. Yeah, I'm with you. No, I'm I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna go off the rails. And you know they were so good. The Christian Gonzalez thing, the way that worked out was so good. It's hard to grade them poorly, right? Because that was everybody's giving them an A, and, and you can't give them. I, I guess if you want to give them a B because you don't believe that they, you know, because they didn't pick Christian Gonzalez in the first place. So there's like, <laughs> fine, we'll take him. And you want to give him a B plus on day one, fine. I think day one was an A. Uh, you mentioned Keon White. The fact that he was in the green room, I mean, he he thought he had a real chance to get drafted in the first round or else he wouldn't have been in Kansas City, right? So, um, you know, I'm happy with that pick as well. The, the kid from Sac State, I don't know. I, I might knock him a couple points for that one just because we already have Kyle Duggar. What are we doing? Uh, but, you know, a good point by you, Jordy, that you just made. These... uh. These offensive linemen they drafted, the Jake Andrews kid who can play some center as well. Six he can, th- and he, he can play all three guard spots. Okay. He's very versatile. Yes. Okay. So six three. Oh no, you're two, fine. Two guard spots in center. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, what, what what's the other guard spot? But <laughs> I, I actually like I I believe in you so much, Jordy, that I'm like, shit, I don't I don't know if I know. And I just and I just swore. New position. New yeah. position. I also just swore. We don't usually swear on the podcast, but I'm not gonna edit that. Whatever. Uh, so Jake Andrews, 6'3", 325 pounds. Uh, Sydney Sow, 6'5", 326. And the kid, uh, Maffey from UCLA, 6'4", 339 pounds. So they've, they've added some serious meat to the line. Uh, and they've invested some serious draft capital now 
uh, over the last couple of years when you throw in Cole Strange, right, from last year. So uh, interesting. But, you know, you still got some wide receivers. I- I'm with you. I think I think a B. I'll probably go B. I'll go B. I'll go a little less than you, Jordy, because, you know, I feel like it was just kind of a weird Belichickian draft as always. And I came came away like, I don't know. I'm going to knock him a few points for the kid from Sac State. I'm going to knock him a few points for the fourth round going guard, trade up for a kicker, guard, guard. I'm going to have to knock him a couple points for that. <laughs> but uh, after that, I have no problem with it. Uh, and I'll go B. Uh, let's end it here. Belichick finally mentioning Mac Jones by name. And not necessarily calling him the starting quarterback, Jordy, but putting some weight behind it, right? Actually saying, you know what? Yeah, I absolutely believe in, in Mac Jones, I think is what he said when Greg Bedard asked him that question. This has been a big story on talk radio shows in Boston lately because they don't feel like talking about the draft. So they talk about this stuff that gets more ratings, Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, them hating each other. Uh, so let's let's end it here. What's your take on Belichick, you know, he and Billy O'Brien kind of like not really mentioning Mac by name all off season. Now, finally, Belichick throwing a little bit of weight behind Mac Jones after the draft. Uh, we had some reports from Ian Rappaport about maybe why that was. So give us a take on that. Man, this whole thing for me played out like a movie, right? Like a <laughs> Lifetime movie. That's the Patriots not, for not you. That I watched, like, not that I watch Lifetime movies. I might have dated a girl sure, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so. <laughs> but you know, you know, you, you open up, you open up and you know, it's, it's, it's this fresh new relationship, romance bloom, and everything's great. You know, fresh flowers, sun shining, everything. And then you hit that, you hit that climactic point where you know you're they're they're arguing, maybe maybe some thrown china in the kitchen, and you know, and then and then the the split looks like it's going to happen, and then at the end they get back together, and it's like the most beautiful thing ever. <laughs> and that's how I felt about all of this. You know, Belichick finally. Finally showing Mac Jones some love here. You know, he's finally, finally addressing Mac Jones, finally opening, opening himself up to Mac Jones. And in Rappaport, in Rappaport, I thought he had a very good theory. This this was a theory, by the way. Um, this was not a report from, from Ian, but this was just a theory. And his theory was that Bill Belichick was doing all of this on purpose in a way to make people think that the Patriots were going to draft a quarterback. And and, you know, the, the Patriots, they had Will Levis, the kid from Kentucky, in for a visit who they were never going to draft, really. But there were a lot of reports out there that there was a possibility. And then, obviously, you hear about the trade block stuff with Mac Jones and everything, and it just kind of makes you wonder if Bill, if Bill Belichick was, was, was doing a little gamesmanship here in hopes that somebody in the draft would move ahead of him and, and, and maybe get a quarterback to maybe get an upper hand and, you know, n- normally for most for most GMs, I would think that that's a stretch. But for somebody like Bill Belichick, if you know that guy, and if you've been a fan of the Patriots organization, you know, for as long as me and Ryan has, most of you probably, some of you probably way longer. Um, I don't know that <laughs> that sort of makes sense. That, that's sort of Belichickian type of language right there for me. So that's just an interesting thought that that in Rappaport threw out there, but. I'm beyond excited that the Patriots are finally opening up to Mac Jones as their quarterback. It just it, it it made no sense, you know. The guy comes in, guy comes in. He's a Pro Bowler as a rookie, and then obviously you stacked a deck against him. 
by making Matt Patricia the offensive play caller his second season. He loses Josh McDaniels. That's hard to bounce back from. No weapons, offensive line struggling. It's like the world is caving in on the kid. And then, you know, all of a sudden we're, we're talking about trading him. Like, like, what are we doing here? So, obviously, none of that made sense. So, it, feel, it feels good to not be in Looney Land anymore. We're on the right track here. We got Bill O'Brien calling the offensive plays. You know, they went out and they got a few new offensive pieces. Still a little worried about no true number one receiver, but you take you take a flyer on some guys like Kayshawn Booty and then, obviously, the Mario Douglas, and you get a new offensive line coach in there. You, you've boosted the offensive line. So, Ron, I mean, it might not have been the most exciting draft. I didn't get Zay Flowers. I didn't get the freak. But, damn it, I'm pretty excited about this Patriots team. The defense is going to be great. We'll see what the offense does. It can't stink as bad as it stunk last season. So, hopefully good times are ahead, my friend. I like it. There's some positivity to end the show. I needed that, Jordy. You know, I've had a rough week. I've had a rough week. Uh, So, (laughs) hey, do you think there's an actual competition between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, or do you do you think that that chatter has been much ado about nothing? Uh, I think it's much ado about nothing. If, if Bailey Zappi was the guy, and if he if he really if, if the Patriots really believed in him in him to that degree, I feel like he would have started last season. He would have gotten in there. Mac Jones is the guy. This is his job to lose. Now, if Mac Jones gets in there in, in you know preseason and training camp and he stinks, Bailey Zappi's right there. He's behind him, but. I just I think that's much to do about nothing. Ryan, we talked about this last season. You know, Bailey Zappi was the third string quarterback until Brian Hoyer went down. So that's just something to think about. I'm not knocking Bailey Zappi. You know, he might be really good this year. We'll see. Maybe he has a he has a jump himself. But you know, we we got to stop acting like Bailey Zappi's like the second coming. I know Patriots fans love the Zappi Zappi mania thing going there for a moment. But this is Mac Jones's team, and we'll see what he does with it. We've all gotten our Bailey Zappy fever booster shots. I think everybody's good now, right? We're all we're all back to normal <laughs> from the fever. <laughs> but yeah, I think you know when when Zappy fever hit last season, Belichick had every opportunity to leave Zappy in. He did, uh, and you know, in some ways, it seemed like Zappy and Patricia were getting along a little bit better <laughs> than than Mac and, Z- and Patricia. So Bel- Belichick had that opportunity. Instead, he probably brought, let Mac play through that ankle injury a little bit. I'm sure Mac wasn't 100% healthy by any means when he did come back. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be Mac's team. I think he's going to play. He's going to play well. Uh, I don't think it, it's going to be a, like a real controversy at all when we get to training camp. I think it'll be Mac's team, and and we will see what happens. So, whew, I'm exhausted, Jordy. There was a lot of players to talk about after this draft. Good job by you breaking it all down. I appreciate you. And I guess now. What do we look forward to now? Schedule day? Is that is that what's next on our big calendar? Like that's I think that's the next thing that we can maybe hop on here and talk about a little bit. Maybe we could finally start talking about Aaron Rodgers officially joining the Jets and some of this stuff. Maybe what some of the other teams did around the Patriots, what their schedule looks like. Uh, but is that what you're looking forward to now? Yeah, man, definitely schedule. And yeah, Rodgers bringing all of his friends from Green Bay, even though he had none of this planned, right? So we saw Randall Cobb, uh, Randall Cobb just joined the Jets as well. So that's real interesting there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, schedule, schedule coming out. So that that'll be fun. Um, this is kind of this is kind of the slow time of the year now. You know, we're kind of gearing up towards we're kind of gearing up towards um the regular season. Obviously, we're gonna we're going to still be pumping a lot of fun content out on Patriots Wire. So be sure to stay tuned in there. You know, a lot to talk about, uh, a lot to talk about like potential. Potential roster projections, you know, what's the roster going to look like? 
Uh, you know, I've mentioned Malik Cunningham. The Patriots are bringing in these undrafted free agents. So that's going to be fun, kind of seeing how all of that shakes out. So, you know, the fun never stops, man. You know, the, the league might be slowing down, but the fun over here, it, it continues. We're, we're going year-round, my friend. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. So that's Jordy McElroy right there. Check him out on Patriots Wire. I'm Ryan O'Leary. We'll be back in a, in a few weeks probably to break down more of the offseason, maybe break down some of the schedule. Again, yeah, Aaron Rodgers inviting all of his friends from Green Bay over to the Jets and just squeezing out all those good young Jets receivers. I love it. Please bring in Randall Cobb. It's, it's good news for the Patriots. We'll have more thoughts on that stuff coming up next. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.